0: this show, the establishment warned you about. And it's us. Welcome to the Dr. Tommy Show. This is Dr. Tommy McElroy, streaming from Tampa, Florida, on Rumble, and I am here with Tracy. Hello. We are glad you're here. This is the uh, Friday edition. We are joining you, like I said, from the free state of Florida, where there are um, some rumblings about that the uh, Trump and DeSantis are... At odds with each other. That's that's true. Yes. You do? Yes. You didn't didn't hear what he said about DeSantis?
1: I don't know. I've heard him say a couple things about DeSantis.
0: He said DeSantis is a groomer now.
1: What? No way. Mm -hmm. Trump needs to stop it.
0: He's going to lose his uh, base if he doesn't.
1: He is definitely going to lose his base, that's for sure. He needs to zip it. He has a hard time doing that, though.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah, he said that uh, DeSantis was hanging out with young uh, girls, giving them alcohol when he was a when he was a teacher. I don't know something on Truth Social that he'd shown us or he'd shown us people.
1: You know what though, DeSantis he never has a foul uh, word to say though. I know. Anytime that someone has something bad to say about DeSantis, DeSantis always comes back with something that's completely professional.
0: Mm -hmm. And he said that you know. He doesn't spend his time. He said he spends his time working for the people of Florida. He doesn't spend his time uh, attacking other Republicans, which is what Trump does.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It's disappointing for Trump.
0: It's probably the beginning of his downfall, really. I mean, if he's running for president now, and this is his... Uh, opening strategy is to attack the most popular governor in Florida, or the most popular governor in the nation Mm -hmm. who happens to be in Florida. Yeah. Just doesn't make any sense.
1: That's not a good technique, I think. Um, Wow. I did not not hear that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's where we're coming from, uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, Got a lot of things to talk about today. One of the things is talking about uh, this James O'Keefe was called uh, or not called, was apparently, a, he's put on some type of leave or something by Project Veritas board.
1: Yeah, he's put on two weeks leave.
0: And so he was a uh, accused, I guess, according to the Daily Beast, of cruelty to his Project Veritas employees.
1: Apparently 16 employees.
0: And so that's the reason that they say that he's now not uh, the face of Project Veritas anymore, which is the thing that basically he, he made.
1: <laughs> I mean, how many people can say they love their bosses?
0: I know. And how many people... Uh, well, here's the other thing, too, with James O'Keefe. is just, just so happens it came after this blockbuster story that they did on Pfizer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done a lot of stories on people over the years. The first one, the big one, was Acorn. When they exposed Acorn for their... Uh, uh, working with Obama and... Uh, I can't remember exactly what even what it was. But anyway, that was his first big um, scalp that he got. And then he got some others. But most recently they went after the Pfizer people. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the board of directors, which he was, he's beholden to because they're, they were on the board. Uh, A lot of those people are venture capitalists. They're from this group called the Carlisle group. It's three of the five, I think board members. And uh, you know, that Pfizer and the government have ways to lean on people. And you wonder if they didn't lean on the board to make something happen with uh, O'Keefe.
1: Well, I have, he so far he has not made a statement that I'm aware of. No. Because I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. But, you know, why? I don't understand why he needed a board. Yeah. You know, the, I don't understand that about, you know, the Well, they needed aspect. a board.
0: I think the reason they needed a board was because they needed people to be seen as managers of a professional organization so that they could get money. Because, right. you know, they don't make money.
1: Right. They're not paid. I know these board members are not paid. Yeah. And they do, you know, scout out donations.
0: Yeah. And I think the um, that's the reason you have to go get a board. Because you're a nonprofit, you need to have people up there of some type of sway. This happens a lot, though. This happened to, uh, not necessarily the same situation, but... Back in the day, you know, Steve Jobs started Apple in his garage with Paul Allen, and I think it was in 1986 or was it 85? Anyway, Apple wasn't around that long, and was an upstart and it was taken off, and the Apple board fired Jobs, mm-hmm. which is crazy because Apple was Jobs, mm-hmm. and later on, the people who are younger now probably never even realized that the, that Steve Jobs was gone from Apple for about ten years. <clears throat> And uh, he started a a, a company called I uh, can't remember it was another it was another kind of um, computer company didn't do as well as Apple but then they hired him back and he brought this company with him he was also part of um, of uh, one of the uh, animation studios starting up what's the animation studio that Doug's? Pixar
1: Oh Pixar Yeah Anyway
0: but anyway Jobs was fired from the board by the board the same way that you know James O'Keefe is now but this is from the Daily Beast left wing uh, Daily Beast it says James O'Keefe outright cruel to Project Veritas employees internal memo alleges it says on Monday Veritas staffers presented the nonprofit's board with document covering his behavior saying they were quote, troubled and frustrated by O'Keefe's management style later that day the board would it reinstate two executives O'Keefe had fired a week earlier and O'Keefe was put on paid leave
1: yeah, it reminds me kind of like the Twitter people that were fired, you know, and their benefits taken away and they were upset. They didn't get free coffee or free mm-hmm. lunch. You know, I'm like, what are what are these 16? First of all, they're complaining about cruel behavior. But what is it? I mean, cruel behavior. What is what is what do they say is cruel behavior?
0: Mm-hmm. And they had uh, they, had, no, they had
1: to go through lie detector tests, apparently. Yeah. And occasionally, but other than that, did he just lash out at them all the time?
0: Yeah, they said he had verbal abuse. <clears throat> employees complained broadly about O'Keefe's alleged widespread use of verbal abuse, Coming, they would be public hum- publicly humiliated or face public crucifixions at O'Keefe's hands in front of donors and other employees. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway.
1: Well, I can't w- wait. To s- I want to hear his statement. I can't believe he hasn't made a statement yet. I'm thinking that they probably told him His lawyers.
0: Well, I'm sure he has lawyers who have advised him not to make statements. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to do at this point, I think. That's the problem, what happened with Alec Baldwin. You know, he went on TV and started talking to, uh, I think it was uh, George Stephanopoulos, and did this, you know, uh, interview. About the shooting? Mm-hmm. On, on the Rust set. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, 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 talking. And they said, don't ever talk like that. Yeah. And he was, he was telling how he used the gun and what he did with the gun and pulling the trigger back. Now he's got all this evidence out there. Mm-hmm. It cannot be taken back. Right. He's offered it up. It's public.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I feel like with um, James O'Keefe, pro- there is no Project Veritas without him. Yeah, I don't think people will be interested.
0: I won't. I because, won't.
1: You know, people watch for him. We yeah. want to hear the story from him.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. But and
1: I wa- and I watch his videos all the time, and you know, read his statements, pretty you know, a lot, and. Without him, it would just be, I don't know, I won't be interested.
0: I'm thinking that's the reason, though, that they get leaned on, because finally they pushed too many buttons. Because Pfizer is in deep with the government. I mean, they're partners, essentially. I mean, not essentially, they are partners Mm -hmm. in this COVID shot business. And I think he finally pissed off the wrong people. Who knows? Back to the COVID shots. Uh, I print out this, it says, this is from the Gateway Pundit. It's official CDC adds COVID-19 vaccine to routine immunization schedule for children and adolescents. Did you see that?
1: Um, this is, happened a couple months ago, right? The CD, I knew that the CDC did this, mm-hmm. but it is not a requirement. No. There, it's just a recommendation.
0: No. It's added to the routine immunization schedule for both children and adolescents on Thursday. So they approved it before. Right. The advisory committee provides guidance. Now they've officially approved it.
1: Yeah. Just like, you know, HPV is on the recommended list, but it's not a requirement. This so. is
0: this is good, though, for Pfizer.
1: Oh, Pfizer, of course, loves it.
0: Well, it's good from a financial standpoint. Uh, but I also think that it helps them if there's anything that comes down the line that says that the shot is not what it is supposed to be. They can say, well, the CDC approved it
1: mm-hmm.
0: for, for use in the adolescents uh, and children. Now, here's my here's my question. There's this other article here about how California is taking the COVID shot off its mandatory list of shots for kids. It says hmm. California drops plan for K through 12 coronavirus vaccine mandate. This is from Breitbart, from Joel Pollock. It says the state of California has scrapped a plan to require the COVID ver- coronavirus vaccine for children. Grades K through 12, as Gavin Newsom, allows a three-year-old, quote, state of emergency to expire. So because the state of emergency is expiring, they're no longer going to make this mandatory. Mm-hmm. So how is it that the California is dropping it because the state of emergency is expiring and CDC is putting it on the recommended yearly list? Well,
1: well so one is mandated and one is recommended. They might end up having it recommended also. I'm sure they do.
0: It's just not mandated.
1: It's just not mandated like like our state. It's not mandated, but it is recommended. But so, a lot of people will, you know, they'll they won't understand the difference. I think, no. and they'll go get it.
0: Well, most will just say whatever the pediatrician tells them to do. They'll do. And right. If the pediatrician's reading off of the. You know, they recommended shots are gonna say, Well, we recommend you get the COVID MRNA shot.
1: Right. They're just gonna say recommended, so to them that might mean the same as, you know, this is what my child needs for school.
0: Yeah. And
1: although they, they As don't. we know the
0: COVID MRNA shot does cause myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Not in everybody, obviously, but it does cause it. It's a known side effect mm-hmm. in some people. But flu shots don't cause myocarditis.
1: No, they don't. Well, not that I I've never heard of that. I mean, I mean, you can have a side effect obviously from, from any from any vaccine yeah
0: but but it is known that coronavirus shots cause myocarditis in some people: Yes,
1: yeah, so the CDC has recognized that
0: but they said the risk outweigh the benefit always. benefits outweigh the risks
1: benefits always outweigh always the risks.
0: outweigh if they were standing over a dead body and they said, "What happened here?" And they said, "This guy just got the COVID shot and dropped dead. you know what they'd say They'd look <laughs> at him and they'd say. Well, the the benefits outweighed the risk. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> Just think of how much debtor he'd be if he didn't get the shot, is what they would say. Or they'd say that climate change caused it. Anyway, I thought it was interesting that one person or one group is making it not mandatory because of the expiration of the state of emergency. And, and here we are, the CDC. Now, here's the other thing. This uh, shot's approved as an emergency use authorization. Are they ever going to do a real trial? Or is it always just going to exist as this emergency use thing? And if it is going to be, exist as an emergency use thing, wouldn't you have to have an emergency forever?
1: Well, the real trial is happening right now.
0: Right. You are part of the trial if you got the shot. You are part of the clinical trial. Yeah, You're the last stage. You're, was it clinical, what, phase three? You're in the phase three part. You're taking mm-hmm. part in the phase three. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. They should. Um, be, where's their check?
0: Yeah. At least Anyone they, that
1: participates in clinical trials always gets a check.
0: Yeah. Well, they were giving them uh, lottery they, tickets before and food. In New cheeseburgers York, right? and French fries. Yeah. Speaking about COVID, this is uh, interesting. This is from. Uh, I got this email from an approved source because it came from uh who was it? Some some, some email list I'm a part of. But anyway, they only send out. Approved, you know, establishment sources of medical information like from Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, JAMA, whatever. Anyway, so this is not some right wing s- source. This is from Becker's Hospital Review and it says, "Do mask slow virus pandemic?" Of hundreds of studies later, evidence is still lacking as to what extent, if at all. Masks slow the spread of respiratory viruses such as flu or COVID-19, according to a research review published January 30th in the Cochrane Library. And it says, when comparing the use of medical or surgical masks to no masks, the findings suggest that masks, quote, will probably make little or no difference on the number of flu or COVID-19 cases, researchers said. These findings are similar for studies conducted among healthcare workers wearing N95 masks. Researchers cite many reasons for the lack of effect, including poor study design. Always that. Mm-hmm. Low adherence to mask rules. Oh, yeah. And quality masks. Or how about this? The virus particles are too damn small for a mask to do anything to. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Did they ever think of that as the reason?
1: They they did say that. I mean, I've in the beginning.
0: Dr. We, Fauci said that.
1: Yeah, he said that in the very beginning. And then he changed his tune. I seen the headline the other day that said, ugly people are more likely to continue wearing their yes. masks.
0: I saw that, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. But so the virus... Okay, so this is coming out now, like I said, from an establishment source. Becker's Hospital Review. Certified establishment medicine source, right? Not going to pr- promote any misinformation. They're not out there to, you know, try to, try to get people to vote <laughs> for Trump or anything like that. And here we go. This is a year ago. This is from... Uh, this is from Alex Berenson on his sub stack. And he was writing that one year ago, this is what it said about COVID masks. And it said, oh, yeah, extremely urgent. This is from a year ago on the Alex Berenson sub stack. He's a writer for used to be in New York Times. Now he writes mostly about uh, among things COVID. Anyway, it says that extremely urgent that Biden administration says I'm a terrorist threat. The headline sounds like a joke, but it's not. And they says that they have this National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin. And its first sentence says, Summary of the terrorism threat to the United States. This is from the government. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories. And it says here, these threat actors seek to exacerbate social friction and so discord. And undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which can potentially, here we go, inspire acts of violence. Like January 6th, maybe, or even worse. Anyway, so this was a year ago. So one of the things Alex Berenson was writing about was COVID vaccines don't work the way that they were purported to, which is true. Mm. And then, like I just said here, this establishment source says masks don't work. Mm. A year ago that was treated as terrorist potential. Isn't this crazy?
1: Yeah. Yeah it is.
0: Actual government bulletin right there.
1: You are not you know, you're not allowed to give your opinion or fact.
0: Yeah, you're not allowed to have an alternative narrative basically mm-hmm. to what the narrative of the the government is. I don't know. It that that is a uh, that is something that we have to remember. That's what we have to remember going forward from what happened with all this. This says here, this is from the FBI, or uh, just the news, talking about Hoover's Boys. It says, Hoover's Boys uh, whistleblower raises fresh concerns about bank record mining undercover agents in the January 6th row. A recently retired Hoover's boy, supervisory, intelligent, Analysts told Congress in a whistleblower disclosure that agents in Boston were impro- improperly pressured by Washington to open criminal cases on 140 people who had simply taken a bus ride to a January 6 rally in Washington. The agents refused because there was no evidence that attendees engaged in any criminality, the whistleblower said.
1: Right. Well, we've read stories about FBI agents showing up at people's house.
0: Hoover's Boys. She, yeah. And
1: they weren't, you know, for somehow, some reason, I don't know why, this one particular woman, do you remember? Yeah. They showed little, up at her house. Yeah,
0: she was a little lady, a little uh, older lady.
1: Right, and they're questioning her on being...
0: You know how they did a lot of that stuff? Cell phones. Yeah. The cell little, phone the, pings. Right. They said, well, we have cell phone evidence that shows that you may have been around... ...party.
1: So... Anyway, she wasn't there at the January 6th riot or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But they they came to her house, though, questioning her. I
0: know. And that's what Hoover's boys are doing instead of uh, out there trying to find, oh, this other thing ties into Hoover's boys about these uh, these uh, council people in New York who were murdered. Where do I have it?
1: Oh, oh yes. The, um there's
0: two of them, two right. pe- two
1: councilmen, council men
0: and women in New York have been murdered now. And Hoover's boys have not, as far as I know, gone up there to check it out. where I had that. Anyway, so yeah, that's what that's what they're doing now instead of going to find out who's assassinating people, essentially. They are in New being, Jersey, not New York, New Jersey. Yes,
1: right. I think 15 miles from each other. Mm-hmm. Someone just comes up yeah. and shoots her. Now, I think they do have. Um, do they have the car on camera, though? I believe. I don't know, but for the female, one of the
0: people that did the murdering shot themselves thereafter.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I have a self-inflicted
0: read that. gunshot one. Which is okay.
1: So, the the female that was killed, one of the gentlemen that killed her, killed himself.
0: Somebody that one of the people that shot one of these people shot themselves. Why? I don't know.
1: I mean, why would they kill this woman and then shoot themselves?
0: I don't know. But that's the type of thing that the Hoover's boys aren't interested in. They're more interested in tracking down people who may have been at January 6th. You know those people are still in the gulags there in D.C.? Yes. Some of them haven't even had a, a... They're treating them as if they were the same... As the people in Guantanamo.
1: Yeah, I just read that um, a person that was next to, um, what was her name? Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Babbitt, Babbitt, however you pronounce her name. He was just arrested as well. So they're still going after people.
0: Yeah. Oh, here it is.
1: Meanwhile, you can watch the video where she's shot.
0: This is from Instapundit. And they said, that this doesn't appear to be a priority for FBI, which I guess is busy tracking down parents who complain at school board meetings. Second Republican New Jersey lawmaker shot dead within a week. And it says here, this is the link to the free beacon that says, a second Republican New Jersey council member was shot dead Wednesday just a week after the first was gunned down outside her home. Milford Councilman Russell Heller, who also works as a supervisor utility company, was gunned down in a parking lot outside his office on Wednesday by a former employee. And then it says, Eunice Dumfor was killed by an unidentified gunman outside her home. And what police are calling a targeted attack. Uh, And it says Heller's killer was later found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound.
1: Was it really self-inflicted?
0: It may have been the same person who killed uh, the Clinton lawyer way back when. What was his name? I can't remember. He was the one that was found dead in the park with blood running uphill.
1: And we don't have a note. There's nothing left behind. This guy didn't leave anything behind.
0: That was Vince Foster.
1: To say why he was killing her.
0: No. Vince Foster killed himself in a park. And Vince Foster was tied into the uh, investigation in Hillary Clinton at that time for Whitewater. Mm -hmm. I think he uh, he worked for the firm that was handling Whitewater. And before he testified, he just got so upset that he killed himself. And he killed himself in a park. And when they found him, the blood was running uphill. Interesting. It's such a weird way to shoot yourself. Just like uh, Seth Rich, you know, he was shot. You know who that is? Mm-mm. He's the suspected, uh, not suspected, he worked for the DNC. And there's some people who suspect that he had some goods on uh, uh, Hillary as well.
1: Okay, so he's on Hillary's list.
0: And uh, he, he also was mugged.
1: Uh, of those that are, have he, been killed. He was no robbed.
0: Hillary. He was robbed. That's how he died. He was robbed, shot to death. Uh, but they didn't take any of his belongings. But he was robbed, Seth Rich. Anyway, just another one of the uh, strange. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what that's what the Hoover's boys are doing. Instead of tracking down these killers, is they're tracking down uh, people who took a bus ride to a January 6th rally. But what they try to do is is and they've succeeded is uh, taking perfectly legal political. Um, activities i'm not talking about the riot i'm talking about going to a rally and making those criminal mm-hmm. and also using this as a way to scare other people to never ever engage in political okay. oh
1: yes exactly
0: let's say let if, if someone invited you to say hey we're going to have this rally in washington dc for i don't know covid we're going to we're going to rally for truth for covid We want to know what the truth is about COVID vaccines and everything. Would you go to that rally? Mm. Hell no. I would
1: not go to any rally, honestly.
0: Hell no, I wouldn't go to that rally.
1: I would not go to any rally because there's too many crazy people in this world.
0: I wouldn't go to the rally because you'd probably end up on this list of Hoover's boys.
1: Well, what's the doctor's name um, that was arrested? When? Recently. The doctor that was at the Capitol.
0: Oh, um, Simone Gold? Yes,
1: yes. I mean, you can see her on video. You can watch her on video. She's doing nothing criminal. Mm-hmm. The doors were open, so she said she went in. Oh, yeah. And you can see, I mean, what, the, what was the charge, though, when they arrested her?
0: Supposedly, Kevin McCarthy's going to release $15,000, $15,000, 15,000 hours worth of this surveillance video that this January 6th kangaroo court committee did not release. And if you look at there's, all you have to do is look for it. You can look up January 6th footage uh False flag or whatever you want to Google. I don't know, I don't know if you could use Google. It's probably been whitewashed. Yeah, you actually that take it back You can't just look it up You have to know where to go to look mm-hmm. it up because if you just to do that Google would whitewash you wouldn't see it So you have to go find it you'd have to go like to the Gateway Pundit or you'd have to go to uh, You know some of these other websites anyway There's some footage where they're showing you know, there's footage where they show people opening the Capitol and the, and the cops basically saying, come on in. Yes, there's I've other seen footage it. where they open the doors and they're pulling people in,
1: I've pulling seen, people in, snatching seen, them in. I've seen footage, too, of um, people uh, that are at the rally asking, begging, really, for help oh, from yeah. the men. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're the National Guard yeah. or who they are but they're not responding they're just still standing there with their guns
0: yeah yeah i have a video on on getter that i uh, reposted that shows this guy there's somebody videotaping a guy and he's talking to these uh police officers or somehow law enforcement he said what are you doing you're just standing there stop them what are you doing and they're just standing there yeah and i said i responded the reason they're not doing anything because those are feds those guys are feds they're not going to stop feds those are feds pretending like they're uh Trump supporters. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's my you know.
1: Well, plus we know that we I've seen videos too of them throwing bricks and yeah other items through. I mean, where does where are these coming from? Oh
0: yeah, you know we used to see it all the time with the rally, yeah. the riots. Yeah, they'd have a pallet of bricks set up there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, people that really don't know this stuff though, if you hear them, if they hear you say that, they think you are a kook, right? But it's it's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. I mean, if all you use is Google, it is hard to find. It's right. just like though we've talked about. It seems it seems so easy to know, but if all you do is consume CNN, then you don't know.
1: Right. I mean plus, there's some things
0: that people say that they don't know about and you and I are like, how the hell do you not know that?
1: Right. Well, plus we know we know that, you know, Twitter they're in court right now from, you know, from um keeping from blocking people from getting out facts. Yeah. You know, so if you I don't know where if you only watch like you say CNN, and you don't look anywhere else for information.
0: Then you won't even know. And it's
1: suppressed, you know, suppressed in a lot of places. Yeah. All social media, of course. Absolutely
0: suppressed. Yeah, actively suppressed.
1: So, yeah, I think it, it, it's difficult to find the right information. Hmm.
0: This is kind of a sad thing. This is about the federal. This is from The Federalist. And this is about people who were transitioning to one gender or sex or whatever you want to call it. And then try to detransition. It says detransitioners are being abandoned by the medical professionals. It says, uh, after being swarmed by health providers who enabled her to medically transition to a minor, as a minor, Prisha Mosley now says she's abandoned by the medical community as she attempts to navigate a complicated and painful detransition. I was under the care that my doctors who were transitioning me loved me. They didn't want me to die. They were saving my life. They were worried about me. They wanted me healthy and happy. Clearly, they don't love me. As soon as I was not profitable, they don't want to help. Prisha has a slew of medical complications dating back to more than five years ago, or more than five years. She spent on testosterone, a double mastectomy that was performed after she turned 18, and complications surrounding her immune system, which encompasses the hormones that regulate nearly every process in the body, from growth and development to emotions, mood, sexual function, and sleep. And she says, um, she says that. She has. Uh, she said she. Was, I was hoping to get my endocrine system working so I could be on less psychiatric medicine because low testosterone and estrogen will cause depression, and anxiety, both of which I'm medicated for, and I really don't want being medicated for. She experiences uh, muscle and fat problems uh, because of the supplements that she was taking. Uh, she has broadened neck and shoulders. She has carries more weight in her upper body, which causes chronic pain. Her throat is sore. She can no longer sing or raise her voice. She has a hair loss, on and on and on. But she says that when she reached out for help, there was no one there to help her. Yeah. All these people who were there to help her before are gone.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: And then it goes back here to Prisha. It says, Prisha, who attends a school in Big Rapids, Michigan, has a long, complicated history with borderline personality disorder, anxiety, and depression, and other mental illnesses. Now, Prisha24 says she used transitioning as a cover for her deeper rooted mental health issues,
1: yeah. Well, all those surgery, the mental health issues—they mm-hmm. should have never did surgery on her.
0: But she says she was sped through it. They—they they were there. They were there to help her. Quick. She was there. The transitioning took took. It was an easy thing. It was there. Was people all around her to support her during this transitioning process.
1: I don't know why. I don't know any doctors like this, you know. Not here. Yeah, I don't know. We don't live in a state where, you know, doctors are so eager to cut off breasts and penises. I'm I'm sure they're here somewhere in Florida. But... um, I think even when, even when you have like a stomach surgery, like gastric bypass, you have to put someone, you have to, these patients have to go through mental health.
0: Yeah. They have to prove that they're ready for a surgery as serious as a bypass. Right. So they make these people say, look, you have to show me that you're able to control your diet. You have to lose this weight. You know, you have to, we have to Mm -hmm. make sure you're, this is going to work for you. Right.
1: So this person has personality disorder. And they're not even
0: giving them hormones. They're just doing a surgery on their stomach. Right. So, yeah, this person has anxiety and depression and borderline personality uh, disorder. And then now she's she's decided she she doesn't want to be a transgender, whatever she transitioned to. Now no one's there to help her when she wants to go back.
1: Right. Her surgery obviously should have never happened. Someone said, you know what? You don't need your boobs cut off. You need intense therapy.
0: Listen to this. Since detransitioning, Prish has been in dialectical behavior therapy to help her borderline personality disorder. It's talk therapy. Therapy she credits with saving her life. When I was treated, when I treated that, meaning the borderline personality disorder, all the symptoms started getting better. Nothing that I did to transition treated those things, and they were causing me mental suffering.
1: That's why when these young children are having surgery, their parents are encouraging it. 10 years old, 11 years old before puberty, it should be illegal. It is child abuse. Absolutely. Even this, even this person who's 18 years old, 18 years well, old. Well, That's when they
0: did the surgery, but they started the other stuff before the hormones and all that.
1: Yeah. It's way too young.
0: Well, it's just insanity. Would you let your 11 year old start having sex?
1: Yeah, absolutely not. If,
0: if you did, would you be considered a child abuser?
1: I think yes. Yes,
0: absolutely. What if you what if your child came to you and they said, "Look, I'm 11. Uh, I identify as a girl and I also think, you know, I'm a sexual being. I like guys and I want to start having sex." And what do you suppose if you said, "Look, okay, um Okay, let's, let's start you doing that because you're obviously capable now as an 11-year-old to decide what to do with your body. And if you feel like you're ready to start having sex, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Let's get your boyfriend over here. If you don't have one, let's find you one. Let's start you on sex. Mm-hmm. How is that any different than saying, look, I'm 11 years old. I feel like I should probably be the other sex. Let me start taking hormones to try to do that. They're, they have no more capability to do that than they did the former. You know, so how is that even... But that's where right, the
1: child doesn't know. But unfortunately, we know it goes back
0: to the parent. Like, yes, you said. it
1: goes back to the parent. And then that they find a doctor willing to do it. You know, they're. I mean, that's crazy. Your, You know, your mom and dad's crazy enough to say, OK, let's do it. Let's start this gender reassignment. Let's now seek out a doctor hmm. that's willing to do it.
0: Listen, this is from The Guardian. Left wing guardian. More than 50% of trans and non-binary youth in U.S. considered suicide this year, survey says. Increasingly, high rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide attempts spread across liberal and conservative regions. More than 50% of non-binary youth and transgenders in the U.S. seriously considered suicide, according to new data on the worsening LGBTQ+. project released state level data from nearly 34,000 here's how they describe them queer and trans youth ages 13 to 24 showing alarmingly high rates of suicide attempts depression anxiety across liberal and conservative uh, regions it says listen to this states where lawmakers have aggressively pursued anti-trans legislation including Texas and Arkansas have extraordinarily high levels of suicide risks Though the rates are nearly as high in some progressive states, including New York, California, and Oregon.
1: It's the same. So
0: this genius writing this article is like, oh, what do you know? It's not just these these, uh, crazy anti-trans laws, which, by the way, are basically saying you can't abuse children. They're not saying if you're an adult and you want to go get transgender surgery, you can't do that. No, what they're saying is you can't. Have children do this, or other things like expose children to this, like we did here in Florida, mm-hmm. with the "quote unquote" don't say gay bill. Right. Yeah. But but this is how these left wingers spin it, and they say, "Oh, it's it's anti-trans laws."
1: It's sad these kids. Uh, I was just talking to the, our previous patient, our patient from this morning. Um, these kids, I they're all they have depression for whatever reason. They're all, they're sad. We know that even kids going into high school is the highest um, suicide rate, you know, depression. Uh, But then you get these kids around other kids that are just as sad. Mm -hmm. How are they supposed to even, how can they get better when they're hanging? They're all this group of sad people.
0: And then they have, then comes someone to swing in and say, hey, I got an idea for you. All you kids that are all feeling sad and all you kids that don't feel like you're fitting in. Used to be what they would do is to go listen to rock and roll music. That's how they used to fill in. Mm. They'd go listen to Pink Floyd or they'd go find some outlet like that. And then they'd reach it. They'd find somebody. This person identifies with me. Mm. And then through music or other things, they would would make a connection and be able to go on with their life. Now what they do is they swoop in and say, all right. Let's start chopping penises off and boobs.
1: Yeah. yeah, That'll so make you feel better. Yeah, you're right. What happened with putting... Okay, you're sad. Let's see. Maybe, are you interested in a sport? Yeah. Um, are you interested maybe in theater? Are you interested in uh, music? Like yeah. you say, let's try to find a hobby or an activity. Yeah. And, and first, yeah, we just want to start mutilating children. Of course, most of them are going to change their mind. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that are happy, I'm sure. Yeah, they're very happy with And you're with completely allowed to do it when you're adult. Yes. And if you want to, do,
0: if you're so, uh, if you're so mature that you can do this life-altering surgery, then you should also be emancipated. I think. Right. Just like if you want to do something else that your your parents should otherwise have to have give you their permission, but you're you're saying I don't want that. You have to be emancipated.
1: Right. Well, but the thing is, parents are more than willing to do it for their children. Pay for it. Who the hell knows? Cater to them. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand. Obviously, I don't have children that you know think they want to be boys. I mean, they do boy activities all the time. Yeah. They play in the dirt and play outside and play with, they plays with Tonka trucks.
0: Maybe we should get our boobs chopped off.
1: I mean, I never would I say, Olivia, you enjoy playing with that Tonka truck a lot more than you play with your baby dolls. Yeah. Do you think maybe you might want to be a boy? Yeah.
0: You're three. You're getting, cl- or you're four. You're, you're now able to start making those judgments. Yeah.
1: And, um, I mean, all the girls are like that. They all, you know, they can put on a dress and they also can play in the dirt on, ride a four wheeler. You know, you can live both. You can do it both ways, you know, do live, um, you know, do boy things, do girl things without having your body mutilated. This
0: qualifies as hate speech in California, which you and I are talking about right now, especially from two medical professionals. Oh, I forgot to tell you, this uh, podcast is known by the state of California to call symptoms of unorthodoxy. So viewer discretion is advised. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for us today. Thank you for joining Dr. Tommy Show. Go to drtommy.com slash podcast. If you're in the area and you want to come and learn about our concierge medicine practice, come on in and say Hi.